And folks, that that is a bittersweet song and story that is played out so often. And uh, but here on, on this day before Father's Day, we we really we want to honor fathers. But, you know, this is a program we we deal in. Uh, in truth. And uh, after our guest, we're going to open the phone lines up and uh, hopefully we will get a few calls in. You can give uh, shout outs and kudos to your fathers, your father figures, your your grandfathers, uncles, older brothers, friends. Uh, you know, if you're like me, you know, those of us who, who say those of us who are like me, who were not blessed to have a, a father in the home, God bless me to go out and find fathers, father figures, and they're all around us, folks. And uh, many people have had to do that. And uh, I, and I'm going to tell you the truth, folks. I don't know who was adopting who. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was me adopting them or them adopting me. But, um, you know, I didn't have the father, but I'm telling you, my cup truly runneth over. I had quite a few, really. You know, my grandfather, he's gone on to be with the Lord. I've had my football coach, Silas Musgrove, great man, strong man, godly man. I've had my first political mentor, Mr. Brayford Harris. I hope he's listening. Again, godly man, strong man. 
good man. I had my very good friend and mentor, Dr. William Burcham. He's out in Kansas City now. Met him when I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I went out there to meet, fall in love with, and marry Mrs. Hatchett, okay? <laughs> and then, and of course, her dad, he's now my dad. And for the first time in my life, I got to call somebody dad. My cup truly runneth over. We're going to take a quick break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, folks, we have a really real deal guest for you today. Uh, as promised, we have Dr. Meg uh, Meeker. Uh, she's a pediatrician, and uh, she's, she specializes in adolescent medicine and counseling, She's a wife, a parent, uh, and her, 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 her resume is so long, folks. Uh, she's a fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics, serves on the advisory board of the Medical Institute. She's an associate professor of medicine at Michigan State University, a uh, popular speaker. She actually works with the NFL players in their fatherhood initiative. And Dr. Meeker has actually given a speech to the United Nations 
on family issues. And uh, Dr. Meeker, I want to say welcome to the program, first of all, and thank you so much for this wonderful book you've written, Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, it's uh, this is one of my favorite holidays. We always... Every holiday, we try to do something special on the program, and um, this is, uh, you know, this is really great, and, and you've written quite a few books over the years. Yes, I have. Actually, Hero is my seventh book, and I think it's my favorite book. Um, you know, 10 years ago, I wrote a book that became quite popular called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, and... I was curious why it was so popular, and so I started to look into it, and, I, and I, I was getting a lot of mail from men around the country saying, thank you for saying something nice about us. Mm. And I thought, that's really sad, you know, <laughs> that, that fathers feel that they never get encouragement, they're never praised, um, and, and if you look at how the media really treats dads, sitcoms and movies, they really put oh, them down wow. and make them the butt of jokes, and I thought, that's not okay. So yeah. I really wanted to write a book that shows every father out there, and I mean every father out there, that the child, his son or daughter, wants him to be their hero, mm -hmm. and he can do it, and it's very different from what he thinks being a hero is all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, culturally, uh, in the entertainment arena, we've gone from father knows best literally to to Crisley knows best who was this yes. metrosexual man in uh, his claim to fame is he has a big bank account but and fathers knows best and the courtship of Eddie's father and mm. leave it to be Ward Cleaver the, these men had a wealth that you can't go to the bank and get exactly you know? and and yeah it, oh i i completely know and here's the beautiful thing about fathers and that is, as far as their children concerned, money doesn't matter. The size of your house doesn't matter. How many cars you drive doesn't matter. The job you do doesn't matter. What matters to kids and, and, and feeling that their dads are great is that that dad engages them, he mm -hmm. likes their company, he loves them like crazy, and he's going to do the best job he can to keep them safe from the world around them and from themselves. That's it. Yeah. That's that's it. And 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 fathers need to know that. You know, we're 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 when we encourage dads, we're taking them down the wrong track. You know, we're we're sort of telling them, well, in order to be a really good dad, you need to be a great communicator, or you need to uh, be like you know, a woman. more money, or you need to take your kids on great <laughs> vacations. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, and a lot of it is a feminization of our culture too. Now, yes. the. Um, the uh, the the song that you heard the tip end of when we came when we came back from break and brought you on prior to you coming on I played that entire song we we started out with the with the with the hook and uh, I I did an intro then we played the rest of the song Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin yeah and yeah I, and yeah. I and I know you know that song. Yes, indeed. And yeah, it's yeah. a bitter, it is a bitter, and I remember that song. It was one of my favorites growing up. I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, everyone else was doing the you know boogaloo music, and I I like that type of music. I was yeah. really weird. Okay, anyone that knows me, that knew me growing up, they will tell you, yep, that that boy was something wrong with him. <laughs> but but the song tells a story of a heartbroken man who yeah. he was trying to earn a living and he didn't spend enough time with his son, and now exactly. that his son is grown, his son won't spend time with him. Yep. Speak and to it's that. very painful. And it and, and it's so simple. All the boy in the song is asking for. And I think that's what is so simple but so heart wrenching about that song is that all he wanted was his dad's time. Mm-hmm. He didn't need his dad to entertain him, to buy him things, to take him on vacation, to have the right conversation. He just wanted his dad to say, Hey, I'm gonna go do some errands hop in the car with me, or, you know, let's go mow the lawn together, or let's go cut a tree down together, or, hey, let's go out in the backyard and kick a soccer ball or toss a football around. That's it. It's I had so that simple. with my grandfather. He taught me, uh, I mean, all kinds of things, and I, I, I just loved it. You know, all my summers yep. I get to, got to spend right out here in Charles City County, Virginia, and, uh, yep. You know, that, that's, that's, you're right. That's all a boy wants is, is time. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where their, their sense of significance, their sense of value comes from. And parents today think, think that a child's value comes from being able to do well at a lot of things. And that's why we've got parents running their kids all over Kingdom Come to get them into all these different sports and arts and things like this. Um, but it doesn't work because what really shapes a child's value, okay, what really shapes a child's vid- value <clears throat> is communication from the father, not necessarily the mother, communication from the father that he or she is valuable, mm-hmm. you know, and that they're loved because they are. You know, sons need something very different from their fathers than daughters do. And mm-hmm. one of the critical things that sons need from their fathers, and we see what happens when they don't get it, is the stamp of approval, if you will. It's yeah. the blessing. Am it's I a the, man? It's, yes. It's, yeah. I am your father. I see you as my son. You are extraordinary because you're my son. You will succeed. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, it's not you will succeed at this or you won't succeed at that. It's you are my son, and I love you. Be- Isn't that what God tells us? Yeah. You are my beloved, mm-hmm. and that's what makes us feel valued. It's the exact same thing with sons when they get that from their father, and daughters feel their value come there too. But particularly for a son, a boy who doesn't have that stamp of approval from his father um, is a lost child, and that's why yeah. we see so and many kids. He has kids. to get it somewhere. Now, yes. Uh, yes. Now, it is you interesting. You mentioned God, and it's the 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 God that we don't see. I mean, Jesus even has a, had a saying that, "How can you love God whom you have never seen and not love your brother whom you see every day?" Yes. So we. You know, and the father is the stand-in for God before a child understands God. He understands and looks up to the father. And the five Ps, you know, in sports they say proper preparation prevents poor performance in, in sports and in business, the five Ps. But there's another five Ps 
that a father should be prophet, priest, pastor, protector, and provider. And, and quite often we want to be the provider and in many instances the protector, but what about prophet, priest, and pastor? Uh, and, yeah. and you have a chapter on moral leadership in your book. I do. Yeah, so make the connection there of, of how a, a father, and even as imperfect as we are, we, we have to do this, at, you know, w- without an overabundance of humility and thinking that we're not good enough. Absolutely. Think about this. <clears throat> if a father looks to God or Jesus and says, okay, you know, how do you want me to live? What do you want me to do? What we do is we see ourselves as a child of God, and then we picture in our mind through reading scriptures how Jesus acted, how he behaved. Jesus never said, pointed the finger and said, try that, try that, try that. He said, follow me. Mm -hmm. Do what I do. So he said the very best way to teach somebody is to walk in front of them and lead them. And that's what leaders do. Now, when a father leads a child, which all dads do, the question is, where are you leading your child? (laughs) Are you leading your child into a life of destruction and selfishness and misery? Or are you leading your child into a life of health and love and goodness? Because children watch their fathers. They watch every single thing their fathers do, everything they say, every expression on their face. Um, They know their dads like crazy, and they imitate their dads. And they also look to their dad for clues about what he thinks and believes about them, and then that's who they become. So if dad communicates you're strong, you're capable, you're lovable, that's who the child grows up and believes himself to be. But children are incredible imitators. And they don't want to imitate just anybody. They sort of imitate their mother, but they don't imitate their mother to the same degree because she, um, she, she plays a very different role. But they do imitate their fathers for good or for bad, and that's, a, that's, a, that's an overwhelmingly joyful revelation or a terrifying one. Yeah. But, it, but it's a reality. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're coming up on a hard break here at the bottom of the hour. Would you mind holding over for a few more minutes on the other side of the break? I would love to. Oh, great, great. Thank you so much. And if you're just joining us, folks, this is, of course, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, and we have Dr. Meg Meeker with us, and she is author of the book Hero, as we do our very, very special Father's Day program. We will see you on the other side of the break, Richmond.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program on a very, very special uh, pre-Father's Day program here. Our, our guest, Dr. Meg Meeker, author of the book Hero, is still with us. And uh, we thank you out there for being with us as well. And, uh, and Dr. Meeker... You know, the the Bible has an awful lot to say. Uh, I'm telling you, I downloaded so many Bible verses on fathers. I mean, one site had 71 verses. Okay, the respons- yeah. res- responsibilities of fathers. And I have others that have like 28. Uh, I mean, it's, it's too many to, to, to cite them all, but you have... Yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the big things with the feminization of our culture is is discipline okay and and so i mean the, the verse is about compassion and love you know our, our society tends to want to gravitate to that half of god's word what, what we call the half gospel but the, yes. the discipline you know proverbs thirteen twenty four: he who withholds his rod hates his son but he who right. loves him disciplines him diligently and i've got five or six just like that but you know you get the point now we have and i don't mean to pick on muhammad ali okay great great fighter but he allowed his daughter he gave his daughter his stamp of approval to become a boxer now boxing is hard enough on men but in and and you know and since she became a boxer. This thing is so prevalent now with women, and I find it appalling. I can't even I can't even bear to watch two women pounding on each other. And you know, yeah. What what I, what I, is I agree it? with you. What? I agree with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with you. I think that um, I I was always opposed early on when they began um, allowing women into the military, even way back. Uh, because particularly mothers, I think that um, it, it isn't right for, uh, you know, women to put, if they have children, yes. um, to put themselves before their children, because, you know, going over and fighting a war and risking your death and leaving your child, um, you know, without a mom has, has never sat well with me. Uh, and, of course, that was a long time ago. So that was, I think, long before Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, encouraged his daughter to go into boxing. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, to me, it is absolutely, there are things, sports, uh, that that are, are left best to men and left best to women, right, in my right. opinion. Yeah, I um, love but, ice skating, <laughs> okay? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd rather see a woman do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm old-fashioned, granted. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think, you know, and I, but I think as, as, you know, speaking as a pediatrician and talking about parenting issues, um, I think that it's critically important to understand that when it comes to having a mother and when it comes to having a father, there are very big differences between mothers and fathers, and that's a good thing. And there yeah. are different needs that children have that need to be met by mothers and yeah. by fathers. And that yeah. is a message that is not well accepted, yeah. not because it's not true, but because people don't like it. Yeah, um, it's tough you know, sometimes and, 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 to say no. 
And right. so and where do where do we find where do we find the strength? Men who who I mean, I don't find any problem finding the strength to say no, but there are there are many people that would rather have the applause of the crowd and the uh, the temporary approval of their children. There's even a Bible verse that you know if you don't uh, do the, if you if you allow your child to 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 get away with everything, that child will bring you grief. They will. Oh yeah. yeah. And we see it, and it doesn't take very long for that child to bring them grief. Here's what I try to talk about in my books, and it is this. The reason children need discipline and they need strong boundaries is that, that so that they can learn to live a disciplined life, so they can become self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's going to succeed in anything, relationships, work, um, a, a sport, an art, anything, if you want to be successful at anything, you have to be a disciplined person. And the only way a person learns how to be disciplined is for have that to have that discipline imposed upon them first. Because kids don't naturally run around and go, "Oh, I'm not going to do that," and "I'm not going to do that," and "I'm not going to." They don't. They self-destruct if they're left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. So good parenting is about recognizing this is a real hard thing for me to do, but I need to keep my kids in line to show them what it looks like to live with rules and abide by those rules so that when they get older, they can impose rules on themselves and have a really, really great life. Parents don't want to do that because they want to, they're afraid they're going to drive their kids away from them. Um, They're afraid they're going to uh, do something that's going to make their kids uncomfortable, alienate them from their friends, and so and and parents are taught that. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of parenting, uh, a popular parenting uh, advisors will say, "Oh, no, 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 no." You know, be compassionate, yeah. listen to your children, let them do what they want. But the problem Pop is psychology from people who've it, never had children, and it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't raise happy children. Children yeah. end up being miserable in the end. And we see this all around us. I mean, it really, you know, will take kids down. So fathers, you know, my appeal to fathers now on this Father's Day is you are so important in your child's life. No matter where you are, where you live, whether you're with your child in the home or whether you're not, and I recognize that a lot of dads are not in the home, but fathers need to know every child aches to have more of their dad. They ache to have a reconciliation of the relationship. They long for more time and attention with their father. And that longing never, ever goes away. You and I know adult men who are still working very hard in their jobs trying to prove to dad they made it, even if dad isn't around. The, yeah. the, the drive to stay connected and to feel loved by your father is so primal. It's so primal, it drives a lot of adult behavior, and fathers need to understand this and quit drinking the Kool-Aid around them that's saying, oh, who needs you, who needs you, and say, they need me, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and you have some beautiful stories in your book. Uh, Lori, who she says, you know, I just picked on Dad, you know, and just wanted to, just wants to push, push, push to see if I can push him away. If I can't push him away, that means he loves me. And, yes. You know, and the story. And, you- and one of the 
that one of the biggest mistakes that dads make is if, if, if their child starts to act out and act awful and is a horrible to be around, they go, okay, my child doesn't like me, I'm going to go away. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That child's behavior has nothing to do with you. That child is saying, dad, do, will you love me even if I act this way? Will you love? And they're testing their fathers. Mm-hmm. And so a father will look, look, you can behave any way you want. I'm never going to go away. And once a child really starts to see dad's not going anywhere, guess what they do? Mm-hmm. They start behaving and you because know, they relax. And, they don't and, need to get his attention. I see it over and over and over. And see, and that's straight out of the, lo- the word of God. Uh, yes. First Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. And the end of that, that's a very, very well-known verse. But the end of it is this is a father, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And, uh, yes. you know, for, it, for his children. Yes, yeah, he does. He yeah. endures his children. Thank you. That's a, that's a beautiful <laughs> reading of that scripture. Yeah, somebody had to endure me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had to endure me. Yeah, yeah. But listen, it's been it's been really delightful uh, having you. And as a matter of fact, I think I read your book years ago that the other one, I recognized the title. Strong Father, Strong Daughters. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. quite popular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And my my whole goal, if you will allow me just oh, to say at the end here with, with this book, uh, I two goals. I hope to begin a national dialogue about the critical importance of fathers so that we quit blaming them, shaming them, and criticizing them, and throwing them away. And I also would love to rebrand the word hero, so that in 10 years, when someone says the word hero, they think dad, mm-hmm. not the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I found one thing I found interesting, um, because whenever a guy scores a uh, touchdown or hits the big three-point shot and, and, and they interview him, he always says, hi, mom. Never, yes. never high dad, but you, right. you, you have worked with NFL players, and you talk in your book about uh, a player that his father is absent, but yes. he's looking in the stands. He's scanning yes. the stands to see, yes. did my dad show up and see yes. me do that? Even That's after powerful. he hadn't seen his dad in decades. Yeah. That's the longing in every son's heart to seek his father's approval. It is so deep. These men, big, strong, brawny, elite athletes, three times my size, will be be reduced to tears in ten seconds if you begin talking about their dads and where they are and why they aren't there. Yeah, yeah. And you can do it out there, fathers. Prophet, priest, pastor, protector, provider. And uh, yeah. Dr. Uh, Meeker, it's just really been a, a true pleasure, and uh, we wish you much success with this book. Would you please let our audience know how they can reach out to you, how they can get a copy of this book? You bet. My website is megmeekermd.com, and I would ask your audience for prayers. This is a very important mission. Um, that we get our, we encourage our fathers, and we get them back into the rightful place and homes. Amen to that, and uh, I, I just that that's that's really really needed, and uh, and again you 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 look at the Word of God, uh, Malachi, 
He will turn yeah. the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So it's, yes. it's really important, folks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And think about this. After he said that, then he went silent for two or three hundred years, because that's at the very end of the Old Testament, very, right? Yep, that's the last thing in the Old Testament, and you go so into I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I were, were going to go silent for two or three hundred years, you can bet the last thing I'd say before I did <laughs> so would be pretty important. Yes, 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 yes. You know your Bible, I mean, and we look, in the, in the next hour, we have a guy coming on with a Bible game show, and uh, with <laughs> little little kids reciting Bible verses. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> God bless you, Dr. Meeker. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Well, all right, Virginia, that was uh, Dr. Meg Meeker. The book is Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need. Uh, as we celebrate Father's Day coming up tomorrow, we're going to take our quarter to the hour break and we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. 